Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. During an interview with the US TV channel CBS, the Fianna Fáil leader was asked about the disruptions to the international travel and the various restrictions that are in place. At present, restrictions are in place for anyone that's travelling from Ireland to the US and vice versa. The government's stance has consistently been that our general advice is not to travel overseas for non-essential purposes. However, on the topic of travel ban potentially being lifted by the summer, Martin said, well, that depends. And we're in a similar situation too. We have significant restrictions on travel into Ireland and indeed across Europe. As the vaccination rolls out, I believe opportunities Opportunities will arise, uh, but it's far too early yet to say. But Jesus Christ, it's only a couple of months away, Michal, particularly in the context of the summer. So what else would people want to go? Anyway, another year's holidays will be wasted this year by everybody because your boss will be saying to you, you have to take your holidays. Whether you're going away or not, you have to take your holidays. Anyway, I want to know, would you go away? Let's just say, let's just say, right? Okay, here's the deal. Okay, I'm going to make this a bit difficult for you to think about, Okay. The Department of Foreign Affairs leaves their warning up on the website. They advise you not to go. But as and from tomorrow, and this is hypothetical, it's not actually happening, so please don't take me seriously and don't run out of the airport and blame Niall Boylan. But as and from tomorrow, the guards are removed from Dublin Airport. We lift the 5K restriction and there's no fine or no risk of getting fined for travelling and you don't even need a PCR test. You can go on holidays all you like. Would you go? Now, the Department of Foreign Affairs is still telling you not to go. As it did last year, if you remember during the first lockdown, the Department of Foreign Affairs said not to go on holidays, but you could go. You didn't need PCR tests and all that kind of stuff, right? You could just go. A lot of people went away on holidays last year. Would you go? Yes, you would go. Or you're thinking to yourself, absolutely not. No, too much of a risk. Very irresponsible thing to do, for God's sake. That'd be very irresponsible. Back to square one again. Let me know what you think. Would you actually go or would that be too risky? Annette, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Annette? Hello, Niall. How are you? Good, good Annette. How are you? Oh, browned off. I know. I'm browned off, too. The pain in me bum. This is terrible. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's like Groundhog Day, isn't it, Annette? It's worse than Groundhog Day. At least if that yellow ball in the sky shone a bit more, it mightn't be too bad. Ah, but I think they're praying. I think Michal and Leo... For as long as he lasts, and the rest of them, and Simon and uh, Stephen Donnelly, I think they're praying the ball in the sky stays away because they know when the ball in the sky comes out, we're all going to go out to play. Well, <laughs> depends who you're with. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're all going, you know, because that's it's at the moment they don't have a real problem with people wanting to go to beaches and things like that, but that's coming mm-hmm. soon, you know what I mean? So. I say, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, would you go? I would go, nice, provided I have the vaccine. Oh, okay. So you're pinning your hopes on the vaccine. I am, because for the simple reason that it looks as if with most of the countries around Europe that you will need a vaccine cert. Right, okay. And is that the only reason that you would get it? Or are you getting it for your own health as well? No, I'd, I'd get it because I'm over 70, for God's sake. <laughs> right, okay. And are you due to get it soon yourself? I have no idea. Right, okay. Right. But uh, what you call it, uh, all my family live abroad and you get... Tired of Zoom because kids don't last at Zoom. No, no, they don't. No, you know, and uh, that's what I miss. And that's where I'd be heading. If and where, where's your, where's your family living? Where are they all living? Norway, Sweden, New York, and London. And these are all your children. Yeah. Uh, and do you, do you normally get to get to see them each year? Oh, we again? get to see them once a year, always. So you drop over to them, or they'll come over to you. And we mainly drop over to them. 
Oh, that's nice, isn't it? It's easier for us to travel than for them with the kids. Of course, yeah, yeah. So Granny and Grandad arrive over to New York. Granny and Grandad. Mamo and Dado. Mamo and Dado arrive over to New York. Mamo and Dado is in one place and there's Murmur and Fur Fur for the Norwegians in there. And did any of them get home at Christmas time to you? Uh, Aideen got home from uh, Sweden. Uh, she had her negative test before she left. And then she isolated when she came back into my niece's house in Dublin and got another negative test and then came down. So she played by the rules, of course. She played by the rules, totally. And, and, and by the way, yes. she, it seems she's living in Sweden. I, I'm yes. assuming she told you about, you know, her experience in Sweden. What has her experience in Sweden been? I mean, it's very, they're, they're handling it well, and dealing with it very differently to Ireland. They are, they are, but she's doing very well and she's uh, so far been negative all the time and she's uh, lecturing now students in uh, a university in circus performance now. Right, okay. And they're all still working, still going out to restaurants and bars? uh, No, they're not really going to the restaurants and bars. They're obeying the rules. They're obeying the rules. They're obeying the rules. Right, okay. I'm, and But the rules are, they, they're they still open, but you just have to social distance. They're still open, you have to be social distancing in the last one. Yeah, she well, I think, people would be, I think people would be happy enough to play along with that if they could get to go out a little bit. If everyone did okay. Yeah, well, this, the, this is the problem. That's, that's where the problem is. Yeah, well, yeah. Mo- I think most people are reasonably responsible. I think some people are not, but I think most people are responsible. Yeah. You know, but I think at, the, at this stage, you know, a lot of people now are getting just fed up with the whole thing. That's the problem, isn't it? And that's then yeah, then, you, then you have a problem of lack of compliance because people are not, yeah. they're fed up. But when she was coming into Dublin, uh, we left uh, my little car at uh, my niece's house for her and we were warned. If we were there, she was going back again. Right. But we weren't to meet up with her until she had... Oh, you must have been dying to see her. Absolutely dying, but there was no way. Knowing she was in the same country. <laughs> yeah. It's just good to be able to talk to I you. I hear Grandpa in the background there, by the way. I can hear him in the background giving out. He is, he's pacing the floor here. I'm wondering what else that's it. Say about him. But anyway, getting back to going on holidays. So you'd like to go and visit your family. and your, your... I'd love to go and visit the family because that's what we have always done for holidays. Or we would join up and family would come to mm. the Canaries or someplace and have the sunshine for all of them, especially for the northern yeah. you know. So if you got the vaccine over the, in the coming months and they said, you know, you could go to New York as long as you're vaccinated or Sweden or whatever it happens yeah. to be, you'd be on a plane and gone. Oh, I'd be on the plane. Oh, we'd be on the plane. Would, would he be on the plane with you? I wouldn't go without him. Oh, but that's okay. I'm just checking. I'm just, being, <laughs> I'm just wondering, does he feel the same way? Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'd be afraid that I didn't come back, I suppose, and he'd have no one to cook for him. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be worried you wouldn't come back to him. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, uh, I don't know, maybe I should talk to him about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, well, stay, stay there for a second. Let me go to Jermit as well. Jermit. Yeah, hey, buenos dias. I can't put on a Spanish accent. Buenos dias. Yeah, you, well, you, why are you, you, you gagging to go? Well, according to me, Hall Martin, there's an opportunity may arise for international travel. I don't believe him. But anyway, uh, would you go away on holidays if the opportunity on, arose? Sorry, sorry, no, I just have to avoid this flying uh, flying pig over my head here now. Yeah, yeah. Pigs can fly, yeah. Me, Hall Martin, and the bullshit he comes out with. Yeah, no, I don't believe a word of that. Um, answer to your question, it's it, 100%. I, I, now, I, now, the theoretical question I was saying to you, that is the government, like last year, there's a travel mm. advisory. In other words, we'd advise you not to go, but it's not illegal not to go anymore. Would you still go? I would. Well, I mean, yeah. only, only Cyprus, um, um, 
got a spike in, in cases last September, I was on the ready to rock and roll and go there. But we have to back out of Cyprus, not from this end, but from Cyprus end. They just did, they, they cancelled, they said no, they wouldn't be happy with people coming in. Lots of temper because there was the spike in, in cases over there. But if um, the guards were to, they were to lift all restrictions here and say, listen, we don't really advise you to go, but it, it you know. If you want it, off you go, yeah. But Jesus Christ, would I be gone? I'd be gone like a bullet. Would you? Oh, Jesus, I would. I would not. I take all the precautions stuff that comes with it, be it wearing the mask and possibly even doing the test. They have a, they have this um, test thing at Dublin Airport for um, people that are um, a day or two before they travel. Yeah. It's in the car park outside Dublin Airport. I brought a French couple. Yeah, PCR couple testing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they arrived out and they got their test and they were flying back two days later back to France and they got their test and I brought them back to where they live and that was that. So I would have no. I go through all the I, all the hoops. I, I I'm wondering, by the way, I'm wondering what the point of that is. If you're bringing the French couple out to get their test at Dublin Airport then you're bringing them back out to their house and they're not flying for 72 hours, should they be popping down to Lidl the next morning? So what's the kind of point of it, really? I don't understand it. Not for a minute. Doesn't make no any idea. sense. I would rather see them get a an antigen test before they get on the plane. For five, it only takes five minutes to do. That would be more up to date, wouldn't it? Correct. It just it, I, uh, look. Does anything? Does anything make sense in this world we live in today? Nothing. No. Nothing makes sense of any description. And I just I'm paying for a holiday. I just I'm. I'm I, I, I I feel less sorry for you than I do for Annette because she hasn't seen her kids. hundred percent. No, 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 no. Like, well, the point is. If, if myself and that, that that lovely lady arrived at at, um, at departures, and we both had one ticket, and she it was her to see her family or me to go to Cyprus and stick on the oil uh, oil for two weeks. I'd gladly have the ticket over to that lady. I really ah, would. that's very good. Of you. I don't. I don't mean it. I don't need to hold it up bad. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, he's, he's a nice bloke. He, even though nice he is a taxi driver, he is a nice bloke. But the only thing about the only got to take you love is don't get on the wrong side of you in an argument. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, there is certain circumstances whereby you can travel, but going to see your son or daughter doesn't count as a circumstance. Although you know, they talk about essential travel and you know compassionate reasons. You know, I do believe seeing your family should be compassionate. I mean, because it can cause people a great amount of distress not to see their family. I mean, yeah, never in the history of mankind have we separated strange, and broke up families. It's a strange, um, it's a strange statement you come out with because you, if you have your your relative um, who's probably on their last leg down the road in a nursing home, you cannot go and see them. So the, the government are not going to say, "Well, you can't go to a nursing home with your very elderly father or mother," but you can certainly jump on a plane and go to Sweden or go to Holland or go to America. It's it you can't you can't book it for one or the other. It's it's a case of. Mm. If it's not good for one, it's not good for the other. I, I, I think we, will, I think we will um, look back in time and regret the decisions uh, we made around this. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ! I really, I hope, I, I, I swear to God, I really hope that your station records all these and keeps them for, for prosperity. Because in in five or ten years' time, people will not believe that the sort of subjects we are talking about. No, and be sort of, the, 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 the younger generation who. Possibly will be with your. There's no chance. I don't need that you're going to be there in ten or fifteen years. Jesus, Dermot. Ah, Dermot. I hope so. <laughs> why do you think I won't be here in ten years? <laughs> and Nettie, listen to this fella. Yes, yes, I am listening to this. Yeah. Why do you think I won't be here in ten years? You'll tell me, George Hook. Do you? Do you? <laughs> do you do you know something? You'll be on Zoom, something equal to Zoom, Nile. Yeah. I, there's a question. I wonder, will there be radio stations in ten years' time? 
But that's oh, another we, question. We have that's another... radio stations. Mm, radio has survived. You know, the technology has changed so much over the years. And well, you know, I remember, I remember the radio of long ago cycling on a bicycle with the wet battery going in to get it charged. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, the wet battery. The wet well, well, battery. The thing, the thing about it, the thing about it is, uh, sort of, we're going on the little tangent regarding talk radio. My first ever ever visit to a radio station on on the air was. Uh, did you ever heard of a guy called Chris Barry? I do. Yeah, I know Chris. Well, he's yeah. a good friend of mine. Yes, well, Chris. Chris was. Uh, I was on with Chris. 20, over 20 years ago. Yeah, I worked on the Chris Barry show at the time, but go on, yeah. Yeah, and then I was I was a regular on um, Adrian Kennedy. Yeah. And then I went from Adrian Kennedy to you, and I've stuck with you ever since. Ah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but well, Adrian, also a good friend of mine, he knows that I stole all his listeners. <laughs> Is that right? I'm joking. We're, good. We're all, actually, myself and Adrian and Chris, we all know each other because we all worked in the same circuit and same scene. At the time as well, so we're all good friends. We know each other. Uh, no, absolutely. So, sir, in answer to your question, what, what I brought up was in ten years' time, if you are still there, which I hope you are. I'm no, I, I know. I'm just wondering about radio in general. I think radio has done well to not only survive but to do extremely well, particularly over the last year. By the way, uh, radio ratings are to the ceiling. Uh, but I think it's done well to survive, you know, technology because obviously right. we've expanded with technology. Because people listen online, they listen with apps nowadays as well, and not just. Very few people. And they people. listen in Norway and they listen in Sweden. And they listen in Norway and they listen in Sweden. They listen to Annette now on the air her kids are listening to her, which is great <laughs> that they can listen to her on the air. But I mean, nowadays, if you ask most 25-year-olds, have you got a radio? They'll say no, but they listen on an app. Um, most no, radio... Like, I remember, I remember, I remember being on, uh, sitting on the beach outside of Los Angeles in uh, many years ago and um, I was listening to you. Wait. I was, of course, at 2 o'clock in the day. It was, it was 2 and 8 is 10, yeah. So it was about 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. 90 degrees of sun and the whole lot. And I was down and I stuck on the uh, stuck on the app and up you came. Right, well, I can tell you now, when I go on holidays, the last thing I'll do is listen to me. <laughs> okay, but, but stay there for a second. Let me go to John as well. John, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? I think I, I demonstrated he was 20 years uh, commenting on radio, is it? Yeah, you probably beat that, John. Oh, Jesus, yeah. John, you've been probably on every... Did I actually hear you on News Talk one day as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had... Uh, Dermot, Joe Duffy, you think Joe you're Duffy. a veteran? This fella's been on every radio station in the country. Between oh, yeah. Corks 96, Red, Joe Duffy's show. He is yeah. a radio legend. There's yeah. actually... If you go to... Uh, there's a website called boards.ie... And there's a radio section, and they actually have a thread. I don't know whether John is aware of this. There's a thread about John O'D, and yep. it's all about what stations he's been spotted on lately. <laughs> and he has been, I believe, he has been in the RT studio. If I'm not correct. Is he? Is he? Uh, has he? he? I don't know. No, never. Have never. you been in the RT studio at any time? No, I never done with that. No, you know, I tell you, no. I'm thinking of Malachi. Malachi Stevenson has been in the RT. Well, Malachi, no, Malachi has been in this studio too. He has. Yeah, yeah, he, he has. has. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, anyway yeah. so John O'Day. Yeah, so no, John, John, come on, because he wants to ask you a question. Sorry, thank you, well, Annette, because I don't want to keep Annette holding. Thank you, Annette. Thank you very much. I, I just heard Dermot saying, I mean, that he's busting to get away, right? And yeah, he's busting to get away, yeah. Half the country just says, just really busting to get somewhere. Yeah. But I just wonder, like, Dermot, if it came down to it, that I'm very suspicious of the vaccine passport, yes. I think they're holding off on that. If, if that mm. was the only way, Dermot, that you could get to the Canaries or Tenerife, or wherever, that you had to have the vaccine passport, which means then you would have had to take the vaccine. And if that's the only way that you could get to the Canaries, would you go down that road? 
Of course I would go down that road. I like the, the, the thing about it is, I went on registration the other day, and the reason I, I, I'll be trying to be as quick as I can on it uh, was because, as in the job I do, every day of the week I deal with with um, patients in wheelchairs coming out of hospitals, coming out of nursing home, moving from A to B. I deal with COVID patients and pay, patients going for, for tests. And I got on to the registration people, the COVID-19 hotline, and I explained my situation, what I do and the job I do. And I'm up close and personal with, with elderly people that are coming and going from hospital and home and blah, blah, blah. And the guy said to me, I'll have to ring you back on this. I said about getting the vaccination, and I'll have to ring you back. Five minutes later, he rang me back. He says, well, yeah, we're aware of um, you and the sort of work you do. You are in Group 10. He says, I said, that's fantastic. He said, so I said, yeah, I'm in Group 7, you? I think, because I'm over 55. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, well, this is it. And he said, well, we're vaccinating Group 4 at the moment. Right. So it says I'm in Group Ten. So you're talking. Are you talking six months into the, before I get done? Ah, well, yeah, go, go by go by the record of the government at the moment. You could be talking next year. But anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. the point is, you would, John. Why wouldn't you? The thing about it is, why wouldn't you, John? And it, by the way, this whole idea that to travel on a plane to another country and to have to have proof of vaccinations is yeah. something new. It's not. There are many countries in the world that you ha- you go to at the moment that you have to be vaccinated to go to. Because yeah, they have yeah. diseases that we don't have anymore. Yeah, but how about yeah. yellow fever and stuff like that? But yeah, no, typhoid and all these other ones, yeah. I'm totally against, uh, like, I'm personally, and, and half a dozen in my group, and have no intention of taking, we see what's happened with the AstraZeneca and all the other... But, but John, the AstraZeneca... Yeah, yeah, but hang on, no, no, hang on, wait, 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 no, I, I just have to correct this, Dermot, just two seconds now, okay? In relation yeah, to the yeah. AstraZeneca story, right, it, it's a difficult story to talk about, okay, because yeah. I, I don't want to dismiss the lives of those people, and, and the, the small amount of people, by the way, yeah. who have either lost their life or had a serious blood clot. But when you take that amount of people, you are always going to have a side effect, if that is the case, by the way, and this hasn't been proven yet, right? There's absolutely no proof that the vaccine caused these blood clots. But when you take a million people on a daily basis, you are bound to get 20 or 30 people that will get blood clots randomly anyway, whether they've been vaccinated or not. But you must factor in, then, to see the fear and people that... This popped this ugly head up now, right? And yeah, but I don't want that to scare people from getting a vaccination no, no, because it shouldn't. I'm, ju- I'm just saying you must allow people then like me and others, right? I mean, that already had a fear of this thing being developed too quickly and maybe five or ten years down the road, it, this thing could start, start showing ugly side effects. Then. Okay, and, and I, by the way, I don't agree with mandatory vaccination. I don't. No, no. No, um, no. But I do understand why we have no control over, say, Qantas Airline or... American Airlines or Delta Airlines or whatever airline wants to bring in, in their own rules. They are private companies. We have no control Absolutely. over them. Well, well if, if it comes to the situation that I can't leave this country, like, that I have to, that the only way that I have to have a vaccine passport would mean that I have to take the, the, the vaccine, then I'm not going to do that. If I have to sell my host to take it all the way to Europe, I will. I will not be. And I don't, and to be honest with you, John, if you don't. John, John, John O'Day, if you don't want me saying so, I think you will lose the case. Because no court, no, hang on, John, no court in Europe can overrule the rules that the, um, the authorities uh, rule in America no, or in if, Argentina if or anywhere. Every country your, has their own rules, John. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you read your passport, it means that you, you're entitled to move. In the European, within the European Union, yeah. Within the European Union, yes, you are. Yeah, Free movement yeah. of people. And that, that's, by the way, that is the issue at the moment with the vaccine passports. And obviously, yeah. Boris Johnson was talking about this last week, about the legalities of a vaccine passport. They're going to have to maybe, I don't know, look for some loopholes there if they want to do it, because it is 
technically illegal under the free movement of people within the European in Union. Canada, but in saying that, John, you won't be able to go to America, probably. Well, sure, look, so that's a big deal. I mean, well, for a lot of people, it is a big deal. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, well, friends and family there. Well, if you want to go to America, take the vaccine, you have your passport, and off you go. But I'm, mm. I'm not getting that stuck into my. And what, 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 what's I your not, what's your fear of getting the vaccine? I, because I don't trust this. Simply but, but what? That you'll be one in ten million people who might get a small side effect. I mean, look at some of the people involved there. You had Luke O'Neill. It's still up there on the internet. When he went on the Lake <laughs> for the first time with, with, with the rain trouble day, he was asked about the mask. Dismissed them straight away. No good unless you're infected. Ah, no, no, John, 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 you're rehashing history. You want to move on from that. That was, hang on, John. That was 12 months ago. Why would an immunologist, right? A a, a man that has has studied medicine for years and got to this level of of his profession, right? Why would he go on the national broadcaster and take the right right trouble, waste the time with masks? Because he, he, he's answered this already. You know, I, I personally agree with you on this one, by the way. Uh, but he has answered it already and said that um, science is allowed to change. Yes. Well, no, but, but I, I disagree with him in relation to that. And I'm not going to get into the studies in relation to masks and everything else. But that's, that's beside the point. We've been wearing masks since August and it has made no difference. In fact, actually, numbers have gone up. Okay, so I'm not gonna, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm not, I'm not an anti-masker. And, I, and I, I don't want to get into that. Okay, but the point is, getting back to the question, John, is... Okay, would you go on holidays tomorrow if you could? Well, if I could, I would go. But I mean, if it means, if it means taking a bloody vaccine, I'm not taking it. Right, okay. No way. See, I take I it in my eyeballs tomorrow if I meant I could go in holidays. I'll tell the if they're trying to stop me. I'll tell my second host if I have to. Yeah. And what, and if, you don't, if you don't mind me asking, John, as, as an anti-vaxxer on this, in this situation, what is your fear of taking it? That, that is, it is it to do with it's against your civil rights or is it to do with your health that you might end I, up getting? I, I basically, I think um, it was put together too quickly, all of them. I just passed But it wasn't. This, it's a, that's also I, a myth. I don't trust it. Okay, let, okay. Let, let's just put a couple of myths to bed. Everybody goes on, oh, this vaccine was rushed. It was put together too quickly. It's only been nine months or ten months since the vaccine. It was, but this is back at Christmas. Uh, developed. Absolutely not nonsense. This particular vaccine has been in development for the last ten years, I believe. What's over the world? Yeah, because there's already been uh, coronaviruses and there was SARS-CoV-1 as well. Not SARS- This is SARS-CoV-2. So there's already been, and they were already trying to develop vaccines for that. So it was just a matter of tweaking it. So, in other words, it's, it wasn't a rushed vaccine. What do you mean? Why, why now, don't get me wrong. Every scientist in the world was, was rushing to develop it as quick as possible. Even on the other day, I had one of these, this, this, I didn't answer that. They said, you become out of the woodwork and you want to read it. These immunologists, right? He said that even if you get a vaccine, right, that you could still transmit it. Onto yes, the that's right. Know, right. Allegedly, yeah. Yeah, but right? realistically, they're saying that to be cautious. If you get the vaccine, you don't show symptoms. And that's the whole idea of the vaccine, to reduce symptoms. If you don't have symptoms, there's very little chance of you spreading a virus. Because the majority of viral load is spread when you sneeze, when you cough, when you spit in front of people or breathe heavy or whatever. Can I ask, John? John. Last week, uh, 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 he said there, Noel, that if you want to go into the pubs, he was asked, he said there, would you have to be vaccinated? And he said, we'll have a look at that, right? No, that means, like you mean, if they, only, if they open up the pubs and they'd be people indoors, right? That means I'd be outside, like the poor relation looking in. But John, so, again, the obvious question, the obvious question I've had to ask you when you come out with this statement of it, it is too rushed. What is it, when would you be happy to take it? After five years? 
Uh, possibly, um, ten years maybe. Okay, okay. So, so five years. So, so you, you you wanted to to go the full course of five to seven, to possibly ten years until it is absolutely one hundred percent clean and ready to go. What the hell are we supposed to do for the next five years with the way the world is? Well, again, getting back to Luke O'Neill on the same late day show. You don't like Luke O'Neill, do you? don't like Luke O'Neill, and he's a lovely man. You repeated it now many times yourself here. He said that 99.1 there would get a a light flu or whatever, you'd get over it. The vulnerable people need to be protected. Absolutely. The majority of people who get COVID-19 will have very mild or no symptoms whatsoever, by the way. Uh, Well, okay, we don't want to focus too much on that. Let me just go back to the holidays again. Maliki, you're on Classic Hits. Oh, Maliki, you want to answer the question about annulments. Oh, sorry, where's my... Oh, Jesus, hold on, where's he gone? Jesus, uh, again. Jesus, the last thing he wants to do is upset us a listen. I, I'm around long enough to remember Chris Berry on 104, and when Adrian Kennedy was on East Coast yeah. in the morning time, he used to fill in for Chris Berry on 104, and most people didn't even know the difference. I think Adrian used to find it very annoying that he was called Chris on a regular basis. But he modelled his, uh, his voice on Chris. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he copied him. It was just he was on the same station. Of course he did. He was on a different station at the time. And did you hear me? Did you hear my my dulcet tones at twenty five years? I did. And, and the only the other regular caller that I remember was our friend Joan from Black Rock. That's right. Of course, Joan. And Joan was a regular caller when I worked on another radio station. Um, why are we? Why are we all? By the way, why are we all doing this tonight? Reminiscing. Michael Cleary on ninety eight. Oh, Michael Cleary. That's Father Michael Cleary. Father Michael Cleary. I'll tell you a very funny story, right? Don't mention him. <laughs> I'll tell you a very funny story, right? So Father Michael Cleary was the talk show host on uh, 98FM before I was many, many years ago, right? Who was the guy who filled in for him? One of the guys who used to work on TV3 Breakfast. What's his name? Mark Cagney? Before that, uh, Mark Cagney, yes. Mark Cagney. No, no, no. Before that. There was oh, I don't know. Before. I can't remember. Anyway, so Michael Cleary was on one night. God rest him. Anyway, so Michael was talking about alcoholism. And um, he was chatting away with some callers and he said, and let's say George was his friend, right? And George, let's say George Murphy. By the way, that's an uh, assumed name, right? So he turned around and he goes... It would be better not to say George Murphy because I think there's connotations. Joe Bloggs. Joe Bloggs. Okay, Joe Bloggs, Maliki. You being the solicitor, all right? So anyway, Joe Bloggs. So Michael Cleary turns around and he said, he was talking about alcoholism and he says, wait till I tell you, a good friend of mine, Joe Bloggs, is an alcoholic. Now, Joe wouldn't mind me telling you that, Right? Two days later, Slister's letter in the door. Joe sued the radio station because Michael outed him as an alcoholic on the air. I thought it was the funniest story I've ever heard. Sorry, well, Maliki, getting back to, um, you wanted to talk about marriage because we yeah, mentioned marriage and annulments. I think most people, given the chance to have a holiday out of this kip, will be taking a permanent holiday the way things are going mm. and won't be coming back. Right, well, this is true. But, get, but getting back to it, it was something I discussed earlier, I mentioned earlier. Um, so if you're a Catholic and you get married in a Catholic church and or get married at all and you get divorced. No, hold on. Well, there's two separate things, you see. You can get married in the Catholic church and that's a church wedding. And that's in the eyes of God, where you pledge to, to remain mm. faithful to the, the, the other person and that. Mm. And then you can get married in, in registry office. Well, when you go behind the altar, at a church wedding and signed the book because Catholic and Protestant uh, ministers or church priests are ex officio registrars of marriage. So when you go and sign the book at a Catholic, in a Catholic wedding at a Catholic church, that's the civil ceremony. Okay. Right? Behind closed doors, yeah. Behind the altar or up on, you know, and yeah. you sign the book. That's a separate ceremony. That's the state ceremony. Right. And the fact that you get married in a Catholic church or a Protestant church, 
that allows you to do the two ceremonies in the one. Okay. Right? So... There's only, if you don't want me to say it, there's only um, one way, two ways you can get remarry in a Catholic church. One is if you get an annulment, and secondly, if your partner dies. Okay, well, now, yeah. here, now here's the question we asked you in the break. Yeah, so, Malik, you're right. Yeah. Now, if you, can you get an annulment? Is it still possible to get oh, yeah, annulments? You can get an annulment. There's, there's two t- types of annulment. <clears throat> a papal a, annulment. Well, there's a church annulment, right? Yeah. Where you apply to Rome, and it's a very long-winded process, and you have to, to show either <clears throat> that the marriage wasn't consummated, because one of the gra- one of the the key features of marriage between a man and woman is the consummation of the marriage, and that was already. So, if you was, have a child, that's on, out of the question. Presumed on the basis that people didn't have sex before marriage in the first place. Okay, so, so if you have a, if right? you have a child, I assume that's out of the question. You're not well, going to get it. That proves that at least it was consummated, and you know there have been cases where marriages haven't been consummated. Because right. of, of, you know, various different medical reasons. Of that, right. Right? Or the mental capacity of the party. So if somebody, if somebody comes along to you and you marry them, or you get married to them, and you suddenly find out that they've been in, in for want of being politically correct, they've been in a nook house for 30 years before that, and you didn't know, well then, they can't have the capacity to marriage in the eyes of the church, right? And the same rules apply in a state annulment. You can go to the the civil courts and apply for an annulment. Now, it's very seldom done. But one of the advantages of of a civil annulment is that the marriage never took place, so therefore the assets go back to where they were. And you will find that civil annulments are only applied for by people who actually have something to, to lose should the marriage be... Upheld. Now, can you remarry if your partner or your your wife or husband dies? Of course. Okay, so you can, and you can remarry in a church. If, if your partner dies, yes, of course. Okay, all right. Because we were, at, we were talking about that during the break. by the church, it's as if the marriage never took place. Right. Okay. So therefore, you can get married because the church would see that as your forced marriage. Okay, but but if, but if you get but if you get divorced, uh, no, you, you can't can. get married in a church. No. But you can get married in the state. Of course. Yeah, but there was a time where you couldn't. By the way. Yes, but in 1996, we brought in legislation to amend the Constitution to allow for divorce. And a lot of people actually went abroad and at that time and who had been separated and got married in the United does. Kingdom. Yeah, but all divorce does now in Ireland or in any other country is give you the right to make the same mistake again, perhaps. <laughs> right? It doesn't affect, because we had judicial separation here <clears throat> prior to that, which dealt with all of the issues with the exception of, of the pension. Right? And the majority of people, except civil servants at that time, are self-employed, didn't have a pension, so it didn't really matter. Didn't apply. Well, right. still, by the way, the majority of the people in this country don't have a pension. No. And that's one of the problems that that, that will come to... To, to pass in a few years' time, years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, and as people like ourselves are coming rapidly up to that age. You do, know. You, do you have a pension, Malachi? I have a very small pension, which was only taken out in the past number of years. Yeah. But basically, No. Right. And people like myself, and, and many of your listeners, who in the Celtic Tiger would have had some equity in their property and their family home, would have remortgaged and bought another property, which the state effectively destroyed and took away with the last collapse. And people saw that as their pension down the road. You know, you'd, you'd buy somewhere a second home, you'd rent it out. When you retired, you'd sell it and you'd have a few pounds. Mm-hmm. And that was people's pensions. And the same in England, for instance, uh, which was a bit more successful than here, but... The state destroyed that. And now, today, they're actually re-destroying any gains that were made between 2000 
when the 2008 collapse started to build its way back up and people started mm. getting something together, that's now gone. Yeah, but getting back to divorce in this country, divorce in this country is a little bit flaky at best, right, um, compared to other countries. Let's say you get divorced and then you remarry, say, you know, a year later, whatever, you find the love of your life and you remarry and you win the lottery. Does your, is your ex-wife entitled to anything? Well, you see, there, there's two separate scenarios. Say you get remarried, then you have a new family unit. So it will be unlikely that your former spouse could come back and revisit that. The second bite of the cherry, as yeah. they call it. But if you hadn't got remarried, then you're sting- still legally a single person. And ask me the answer to that in a couple of months, whether it's successful or not. It has been. And, and women have been able to recover from... There's a, a, a recent, or a couple of years ago, a high court case, well, during the Celtic Tiger or after the Celtic Tiger, where there were substantial assets in the high court which were divided between the, the husband and wife. And the assets which ended up with the husband made more money over a period than the assets which the wife had. I'm assuming they were businesses. Oh, yeah, well, it was, yeah, properties and, yeah. and various different things, right? And she, she was able to come back and get a second buy. And take some more. Oh no! See, that's right. I think that's wrong. Listen, Maliki, thanks for answering well, those well, questions. Well, I'll tell you whether it's wrong or not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because okay. I'm working on the other side. Of it. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you can come back to us and let us know. We must get you back on again to answer people's questions because there's loads of people texting questions for you now. Uh, Maliki, listen. Thank you very much indeed. Very late texting them in. I right? know. God bless them. <laughs> Thanks. Else to do, no? you, you go off and go off to bed there now, Maliki. All right, I don't know what you're doing up to this hour of the night anyway. You're probably watching Netflix with a glass of wine or something, are you? No, I had the wine earlier and I was watching that uh, Bloodlands last night. It ended very badly. Did anybody watch it? Ashling is going, yes. She's, she's watched us, yeah. And it ended very badly. Uh, well, I'll ask her when she comes in. We'll talk about it. Nesbitt is after aging very badly. Oh, well. he has aged. Oh, he, he has. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, thanks, Maliki. See you. Uh, although they did say Serious 2 was coming up. The Witch? They did say watch for serious too. All right, so there's an extension <laughs> to it. Maliki, thank you very much indeed. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic.